Hey guys, we're back. I'm Hayden. And I'm Kayla. And today we are celebrating our one year anniversary. All right, enough of that. All right. <laughs> so this is our second installment of Love That Lasts. Uh, we are talking about ways that you can even now, before you're married, uh, live in a way uh, that's godly and pursuing a potential spouse or ways to think about how to have a healthy marriage and an opportunity to create a love that lasts. Last week we talked about the fruits of the Spirit. We talked about how pride can get in the way of having a healthy relationship and even pursuing healthy relationships and how ultimately you have to pursue someone who is equally yoked with yourself and someone who is pursuing loving God more than loving themselves, more than loving you, more than loving their job or anything else in the world, that what is on the throne of their life is Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about how to pick a spouse, mm-hmm. how to pick the right spouse, and what that looks like in today's culture. Kayla, what would you say the most important trait is in someone else's life in order for you or someone who's listening to this to look at them and think that that person could make a great spouse? That's a great question. I would say um, commitment and specifically commitment to Christ. Um, So are they saved? Are they a Christian? Um, Because you want to first and foremost choose someone who draws you closer to Christ. Mm. Um, So commitment for sure. And a way you can kind of test that is, um, say you're meeting someone, you're dating, um, ask them to explain the gospel. You know, simply right. ask them, you know, what, what is the gospel to you? Or um, what is your testimony? And hear um, how they came to Christ to see if they are in Christ and to see if they can um, draw you closer to Christ in a relationship and in a marriage. Right, yeah, if, if somebody that you're dating or someone you're seriously thinking about when it comes to a marriage, if they don't have a testimony or they can't articulate their testimony to you, that should be a big red flag in mm-hmm. your in uh, your dating relationship uh, because that means that that person uh, cannot retell the story of God transforming their life. So you have to be sure that the person you're dating has a testimony. And then with that testimony, the gospel is clearly played out in their life because if not that's going to be a foggy place in the rest of your relationship Uh, and plus when it comes to intimacy in a relationship the spiritual intimacy uh, in your relationship is going to be so important Mm -hmm. and what's going to strengthen that spiritual intimacy in your marriage is to be able to share the testimony that you both share when it comes to how god changed your life Uh, and even in our life we Kayla and I love to share our story with one another because it both shows that God was working both in our lives in different times, yet now that we're married, to see that God is working in our lives even today. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super important. We talk about all the time, you know, what is convicting us right now or what is God teaching us? Or even when you're in a relationship, um, you have to confront the sin in your life and that's Mm. hard Um, and you have to be vulnerable and open and honest Um, But you want to make sure that that person um, has that genuine faith in order to um, be open and honest about sin and about Christ in your life. And if you don't have spiritual intimacy, if that's not something you talk about, if you don't talk about God together and you Mm -hmm. don't talk about your relationships with God together, when you are dealing with the internal struggles in your life, which you will deal with Mm -hmm. a whole lot, and you don't have 
a deep spiritual intimacy with one another, you're not going to share the sins in your life. You're not going to share your struggles in your life. So uh, just as much, obviously, as people in marriage long for the physical intimacy that you can have and and the emotional intimacy that you desire the spiritual intimacy is the part of your relationship that weaves all those other uh, parts of intimacy together uh, one of the things that we love one of the intimate areas that we love a lot is our relational intimacy mm-hmm. right is our, our friendship the thing that we value the most so what part of relational intimacy would you say is super important Uh, for marriage and for people pursuing serious relationships. Yeah, it's crucial. Um, I would put it this way. Choose someone who is your best friend. Um, This man right here is for sure my best friend. Um, And it would be really hard if he wasn't, um, if I didn't enjoy spending time with him, if we didn't share common interests and hobbies. Mm -hmm. It would be tough. Um, But marriage is the long haul. You're in it for the long haul. Um, and it's, it's forever until death do us part. And you don't want to be with someone who you wouldn't call a friend. Mm. Um, so yeah, relational intimacy is huge. I mean, we love one thing that we, um, share is sports. We love sports right now. We're in quarantine and we go out, we play tennis, we play soccer, we play football. Hayden's been teaching me how to throw the football. Um, but if I didn't like sports, we wouldn't be able to share that. Right. And so, yeah, there's tons of important aspects of relational intimacy that's important. Right. And another place that intimacy plays a huge part in is the emotional intimacy. And, uh, you know, we say this, not that even in a dating relationship that all of these uh, should be coming to a head or all of these should be played and practiced uh, in your dating relationship because uh, a lot of these areas are, are specifically designed for marriage. God uh, obviously has created sex for marriage, so the physical intimacy is one of those things that is specifically dictated around marriage. And also, in, in a sense, the full emotional intimacy that you share with someone is also a thing that's reserved for marriage. However, to understand that marriage and a, a deep, committed relationship takes emotional intimacy uh, is, is a very important factor in understanding uh, who would make a good fit as a spouse. And what that means is is you've got to give time over to your spouse for them to feel uh, close to you and for them to feel like they are heard and listened to uh, and not just uh, another you know, organism living in the same house. You know, we're spouses, we're not roommates. Uh, and so it's important that it, when it comes to the emotional intimacy in your relationships that you are taking the proper time to nurture your marriage, to nurture your relationship in order for both parties to feel like they're being listened to, they're being honored, uh, and that when we look at the Bible, and we look at, and the Bible says you must love God above all, and then the second is like it, to love others. Uh, If that's not playing out in your household, well, it's for sure not going to play out in any other place Mm -hmm. in your life. And so it's important as you look at the emotional intimacy uh, in a relationship that you see it playing out well and in a healthy way in your marriage. Would you add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, emotional intimacy is huge, um, and you want to be able to have that emotional connection in a marriage, or else you're going to be miserable. I mean, you really are uh, living with someone and not being able to um, share those emotions and that love and that deep connection. Um, that's going to be tough. So yeah, that's super important. Um, mm. What would you say is another good piece of advice on how to choose a spouse? Yeah, uh, one of the most important 
parts of finding a spouse uh, and one of the most important uh, factors in your life that can make sure that you land the right spouse is to do life in community. Find a group of people who are doing life together the way that God has called them and then find your spouse in that group. Uh, I'm not discounting that you can't find a spouse online or you can't find them uh, doing life out and about in uh, the community in their city, but knowing that the person that you are, you are pursuing is active in the same body of believers that you are, being discipled by the same people, sitting under the same teachings, uh, having the same type of community that you are sharing in, is just only going to heighten y'all's ability to live uh, transparent, which is super important in relationships, to be mm-hmm. transparent, to not have anything hidden, uh, for you guys to live authentically in front of other people. Uh, and for you guys to be held accountable and to keep others accountable. You know, living in community is such an important factor in healthy dating, in a healthy marriage, even our marriage. You know, living our marriage out in community. Uh, it's not just you and me doing life by ourselves, but we're surrounded by people who love us and love God. And so if you're trying to date, uh, do it in a community. You know, don't be spending an excessive amount of time by yourselves. You know, make sure that when you're dating, when you're spending time together, do it with other people. Uh, because that's how you're really going to find out what that person's like surrounded by other people. Uh, you truly find out who you are in community. You know, if you're a selfish person, community's going to draw that out in you. Because the minute that somebody wants to do something that you don't want to do, you're going to pipe up and you're going to disagree with them. Uh, well, those are often things you can cover up in a one-on-one conversation. Uh, but when you're surrounded by community, those negative parts of your life tend to creep up. Uh, but that's a good thing because, number one, it sanctifies you, uh, makes you more into the image of Christ. But it also allows other people, even the person that you're pursuing, to see the real you and likewise for you to see the real them. And so it's very important when you're pursuing marriage, when you're dating, and even when you're married, to do life in community because that's where real life happens and that's where as iron sharpens iron that's where one man sharpens another and that's where we're all kept accountable to live for Christ Mm -hmm. yeah that's really good I would say the last um, piece of advice I would give you guys for um, pursuing marriage is to remember that you have to choose someone every day and the simple fact that you have to choose someone um, you can't continue waiting around um, for the perfect man or the perfect beautiful wife to come Mm -hmm. around Um, there's wonderful people out there there's wonderful people who are pursuing Christ and who are looking for a spouse Um, so I would say get rid of that long checklist and just make sure they're a Christian Um, make Mm -hmm. sure you guys can be best friends and that you're compatible right Um, but other than that yeah just choose you know and then once you are married you have to choose to love that person every single day because some mornings you know we don't wake up just thinking oh i love you so much you're the best husband um but i love him every morning because Mm -hmm. i love christ and i know um, that i'm commanded to and and that that is the purpose of marriage um is to shine light on the love of christ that's exactly right you know there are no perfect people there are only two people serving a perfect god Mm. and so remember that when you're pursuing marriage, when you are in your dating relationships, that it's all about two imperfect people serving a perfect God. Totally. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. If you love the content, subscribe for more for your family. Mm